0: Billman and Huey we tackle life podcast.
1: Exactly. So, am I as, as as long as that school is closed down? Do I have a uh, right to reclaim the taxes from that school? I think you have a strong case.
0: I'm serious. Or at least a portion, because I mean, I, I, no, as long portion as portion of closed, your yeah. ta- a portion of your taxes would go to the upkeep of the building, right? Paying and the bills, the school, yeah. paying the heating bill, air conditioning right. bill, and I mean, if they don't have anybody in there teaching them, then no. their bills should be less. So, wouldn't if their bills be less, wouldn't your bill be yeah. less?
1: That's I'm serious. I, no, I, I, I want I'm,
0: I'm not trying to be a, a confrontational. I'm not trying to be no. Far be it from us to ever try to be confrontational. Not. Well, no. That's one answers. You made common sense argument there. I need to put you on a case that I have going on. I want my uh, club soccer team is not giving me a refund on a club season that didn't happen. Why? Um, I don't know, but they have another club that has the same age kids in it that they are giving a refund to. Mm-hmm. So uh, I need to put you on the case because you made such well, a strong case the other day. Welcome to your final July edition of the We Tackle Life podcast, everyone. Bruce Hooley, Chris Spielman, with you. How are you this morning? I'm 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 doing well. Good. Um. Uh. The other thing I thought about too with teachers, if if they're
1: nervous and mm-hmm. just you know, I I go to gas stations or I go to CVS,
0: put partitions up. Where aren't they doing it? Not most gas stations I've been in. Yeah, that's in. what you mean I mean. For teachers. Yeah, yeah, for yeah teachers. That's a great idea. You know, it's a great idea. Um, Put them in a little I'm game doing show well, bubble.
1: I'm doing well. I know we got some good stuff to get to, but we do. I do, I do, I finished a series on Netflix, and many people have watched already. Mm-hmm. It's called Turn. I don't and know anything about it. It's Tell about me. the Revolutionary War and in the, and the um, spy ring of George Washington and uh, how effective it was, and basically probably. Turned the Revolutionary War into victory mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. defeat, and it's just amazing how gritty and how tough in the challenges that these folks overcame uh, during the Revolutionary War. And I was thinking to myself, if we had to fight a Revolutionary War today, mm. uh, it'd be tea and crumpet time. And,
0: <laughs> all, and,
1: and after we say yes, Majesty. <laughs> so I yeah. just, it's just. It's, it's just fascinating to me, um, and again, I say this with respect toward the challenges in our life, but what's fascinating to me is how soft we are as a society. It's just unbelievably soft. I just, I feel like I was born way past my time. And the softness of our society concerns me. Because How is it
0: manifesting itself? What, what, where
1: do you see the softness? Just being afraid, afraid yeah. to do anything. And I don't think it's um, fear of being sick or getting ill. I think it's fear of litigation, to, is my
0: biggest problem. So that's yeah. I think what we're mitigating against with the. Restrictions, I think we are, and the changes in school procedures and things like that. I think there's a strong desire. I mean, it's a well-founded desire. Everybody sues everybody for everything. You spill of sure. coffee on yourself, you all of a sudden you're rich. You're burned, but you're rich. So I get it. Uh, I just think that um, it's it's, uh, it's understandable. I get it, but it's uh, it's regrettable. I don't think it can be changed. No, because if the courts reward that kind of stuff, then. It's it's justifiable to fear it, yeah. I suppose,
1: but I do, But I am grateful that we do have uh, warriors in this country mm-hmm. that are courageous and willing uh, to defend us, and that's why you know I honor those folks, and that's why um, I will stand for the anthem when I go do a football game, and I know that you pointed out something
0: on the NBA. Yeah, last night the NBA, uh, there was at least a game where everybody knelt, everybody, uh-huh. and um, I just don't this won't have any impact probably but if everybody took the view that I did who's bothered by the fact that they kneel for the national anthem then it perhaps would have impact i won't watch a minute of nba okay. and i don't know i mean i can't say we won't talk about it at all here on the podcast i'm inclined not to talk about it uh, You we can
1: talk about what you want you're the uh, ceo <laughs> as I'm, I'm often reminded yeah um i i look at it like this i and i respect your stance this is see this is this is how adults behave I respect the fact that you don't want to watch the NBA because all these guys are taking a knee. I, on the other hand, I'm saying to myself, and this is how I look at it, because I look at it individually. I, I'm, I'm not part of group think. I look at it as a, well, those guys are um, exercising their First Amendment.
0: They certainly are.
1: And so that doesn't bother me that somebody exercises their First Amendment as long as it's not violent. Good and, point. and rioting, Good it doesn't point. bother me. And when I go and do football games this year, assuming I will, that there'll be players all over the place kneeling. If there's, if they're out, if they're even out mm-hmm. there for the national anthem, I won't kneel uh, like the baseball player. And I've had this stance and made this determination a long time ago. And I'll tell you about a conversation I had with a guy. Um, I won't kneel. I will stand because I stand in honor of my grandfather who was in World War Two, who is. Uh, His ship in the Pacific Ocean uh, was hit and he was wounded in World War II uh, and I stand for him and I stand for every other warrior that has defended our country and given and sacrificed their life. That's my First Amendment right. Charles Barkley and Jay Williams had it right. I don't know if you saw what Barkley
0: or Jay Williams said. I saw Barkley came out in support of the anthem. He
1: came out and said that People that stand, this is even an unbelievable statement in 2020, people that stand for the anthem shouldn't be vilified. And so I was talking to a friend in the broadcast business, and he's talking about the NBA, and hypothetically, if he did a game, he would probably kneel in solidarity. I said, what are you needling to? What's painted on the court? Black Lives Matter. And I would say, okay, what so the organization Black Lives Matter, they are Marxists. By their own admission. And yeah, this is not me. Well, this by is their them. leaders. Their and, leaders and, admit that. And they want the destruction of the nuclear family. Yeah. And so of and course
0: police eliminated.
1: Yeah. And of course. Nobody wants violence. Nobody wants racism. You know, but be careful to what you're kneeling to and who you're kneeling to in a simple. And he's a strong Christian. In fact, I would even say that he is I consider him a resource slash mentor yeah. slash guy that we bounce things off. I said, let me ask you this. And I get it. You you, you want to obey authorities and in all possible, make peace, love, all that stuff. Um, I said i I have a simple rule. I will not bow down to anybody. I will treat people with reverence and respect, but I won't bow down and take a knee. I will take a knee to God in fact, biblically it says every head every knee shall uh, what is it every, every head. knee will bow and, every tongue will confess yeah, so you know that's that's my time to yeah, bow and i take a i knee.
0: I bow somewhat frequently it's always in prayer. When I want to really, when I feel a burden to really connect with God, and I don't mean that I don't want to connect with God every time I pray, but I sometimes find it, I sometimes feel a uh, need to prostrate myself before God, to get on my knees Touch my head to the floor just to indicate my submission to him. It's just a way for me, maybe it maybe it, it channels an inner spirit in myself that I'm really submitting. I used to do that on a regular basis at the zone, at like a quarter to six before we'd go on the air. I'd go in a dark room and I'd just pray, you know, and I wouldn't say anything to disgrace him the my faith that day and that we'd be, you know, and I didn't always We'd last more than a year. Yeah, that well, we'd last more than a year. <laughs> we lasted <did>. two. <laughs> But anyway, I, yeah. I just I I reserve bending my knee. I got uh for for that. So but, but I mean I don't you make a great point. And I really will give your point consideration because I don't I I don't consider myself closed-minded. I know there's like thousands of people who follow me on Twitter that would say, "Oh yeah, you are." Well, but but I um I will give that consideration because I'm celebrate, I want people to celebrate a flag that stands for ideals like the First Amendment. And so if I want them to stand for something that celebrates the ideal of the First Amendment, I shouldn't object to them exercising their First Amendment privilege. That's a really good point by you. And I'll give that strong consideration. That's
1: why, I mean, I think I've been pretty consistent in that area. I mean, does it bother me? Yeah, I say, yeah, it's frustrating, but it it doesn't bother me. Well, I will not and it's your perfectly your right to be able to protest that, but for me, or, but for me, look, man, it, it, I've said this from the f- time we started talking about this: the 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 First Amendment can't be a la carte. I can't want to have the right to yeah. speak up for something, and deny somebody else the right to speak up for something. Yeah, then it's but not free. Speech. In return, I expect the same respect from them yeah that I have a right you may not agree with what I say but I hopefully because I respect your right to take a knee you respect my right to stand
0: yeah uh, uh that's well said very well said I, I can't add to that that's very eloquent um that's shocking no no, no you're very eloquent uh, uh, right. uh, f- today' is Friday so we will draw four names. COVID-19 relief, Uh, get your nominations in, SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. I have a story out today on PressProsMagazine.com. It's a site you should bookmark, particularly Buckeye fans today. You might be interested to know. uh, I connected with Jim Lachey, uh, analyst on the Ohio State Football Radio Network, Bob Hoying, uh, OSU Athletic Hall of Famer, former Buckeye quarterback. Very successful businessman. Extremely successful businessman. The guy who, uh, with his partner, uh, Brett Crawford. Brett Crawford. Is it Brett Crawford? Yeah, I'm Brett or Brent. Brent, one of the two. Uh, I brought you the Bridge Park development in Dublin, and uh, and also Jeff Harding's, who was a teammate of Bob Hoynes' teammate San of Henry mine high in school uh, in Detroit. He, was he really? Yeah, no, oh, he's first round pick of the Lions. I I think yes. He no, was. I, I I don't know. if He, he started, was a first round pick. Yeah. I think with the Broncos. Maybe? No, he started with Lions and Steelers. Won a Super Bowl ring with the Steelers. So uh, on, on that undefeated '94 Penn State team that won the Rose Bowl. Oh, I think he was a teammate of mine i got to well, see anyway, what years he was with the Lions. Jeff yeah. is uh, now the football coach at Worthington Christian High School, lives locally. All three of them have a reason to be heavily invested emotionally in this fall. Mm-hmm. Jim Lachey's son, Luke, is a freshman tight end at Iowa. Mm-hmm. Bobby Hoying's son, Jake, is uh, set to be the starting quarterback at Waterson, entering his third year as a starter. And Harding's obviously uh, coaches a lot of kids at WC. So I got their perspective on... Their emotional investment and the uncertainty where every phone call, every notification on your phone could bring news that the season will change. And we have what we what may be a development today on that front as it regards OHSAA sports. But first, let's read our names of the uh, four people who have won COVID-19 relief. Uh, Tina Van Sickle, she's won before because she nominated someone else. Now she nominated uh, Jordan Peck. So Jordan Peck will be getting $250 COVID-19 relief. Uh, Kevin Robinson is a winner. He nominated Jesse Richter on May the 25th. Uh, Barry Yeeter nominated Jim Stevens on July 5th. And Kevin Hunt nominated Mackenzie Gilliam. Uh, That must have happened before I started putting the dates on, which would be early April or March. So congratulations. Continue to get your nominations in. Uh, Chris felt a burden through prayer to donate $40,000 to people uh, in COVID nineteen relief, funded through volunteer energy, through your Lions draft um, work, through, through sale of memorabilia, <laughs>
1: through yeah, yeah, through awesome. a lot of in yeah, it's stuff uh, that
0: tugged on your heart emotionally. You've sacrificial giving; it demonstrated yes. that. So, and we want to uh, continue that. So, continue to get the nominations in uh, on our way to forty thousand dollars in giveaway. I'm wearing my AUI info shirt today. They got me covered literally they got you covered literally and figuratively if you're a small business owner in the state of ohio auinfo.com located in akron licensed throughout the state they can answer all your health related questions health insurance providing for employees it's a key benefit to grow your business but you want the best provider you want someone you can count on when your employee has a claim info is compensated by the health insurance companies not by you so it's like free expertise you also get their access to julie their hr expert HR, staffing your own person can be highly expensive, even if you go with one of these services that provides HR help on demand. AUI Info, cost competitive with anyone, and their expertise exceeds everyone. AUIinfo.com. Chrissy is a delight to deal with at AUIinfo.com. So check them out if you're a small business in the state of Ohio and you need help with compliance issues, which are always changing. The governor never know what he's going to eliminate or allow or try to allow. AUI info is on top of all that. It's their expertise, not (laughs) yours. You got things to do, ordering and payroll and staffing and all that. Let AUI take the headaches away from you in the areas that provide you the biggest headaches. AUIinfo.com.
1: I want to know his why. Yeah. He never gives a why.
0: Yesterday, he did a good thing. He allowed, uh, he recommended that the uh, State Board of Pharmacy not. Uh, ban hydroxychloroquine. He said that should be between a doctor and a patient. I agree with that. The state pharmaceutical board complied with his request to rescind that order. He uh, has stated that he wants bars and restaurants to have last call at 10 p.m. and drinks consumed by 11 p.m. A judge has issued a 14-day stay on that. The theory behind the governor's order is that uh, bars fill up with people. They don't socially distance. It spreads the virus. Mm-hmm. They did have a record number. We want to be honest and present both sides of the sure. case. Uh, it is true they had a record number of positives yesterday in the state of Ohio, 1,733. Uh, nine of the 10 uh, highest numbers have happened in the last three weeks. So that's his justification for uh, the increased restrictions. How's that counted, though? Total uh, uh, total deaths from positive tests reported to the state. Total deaths and hospitalizations are very close to the 21-day average. I'm reading from an Associated Press story. Oh, be careful. Yeah, I know. And it's odd to me that the state of Ohio announces 85,000 cases. The Ohio Department of Health announces 90,000 cases, and the Ohio Department of Health has us 300 higher on deaths than the 3200 from the state so that's that how many of those
1: tests are counted twice from somebody that is tested positive i I don't know the answer to your question
0: but in the past the governor has admitted that positive tests every time you take a test and you're required to take a test multiple times if you test positive and want to go back to work still positive you have to test negative i think three days in a row two days Two
1: Dude, negative right. tests usually.
0: Jamie Gillen, the Browns punter, said that he tested positive, was quarantined, tested negative, then tested the next day positive. Yeah. The, uh, a girl Macy's
1: home for a week because a girl on the basketball team last Thursday uh, tested negative, then tested positive, then tested negative so but but they sent everybody home for a week since she she tested positive so you know it it comes down to this once again you you know you've, obviously nobody wants anybody to get seriously ill people do get seriously ill in this world but at what point uh, are 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 we just going to be slaves because i want him to address the suicide rates i want him to address unemployment i want him to address the uh, the devastation on small businesses. I want him to address that, and he refuses to address that. He refuses to say, when asked, um, how how do you determine
0: uh, your color chart? He does give factors, but he doesn't say how heavily he weighs factors. And uh, one of the there's seven factors. It's doctor visits. It's presumed symptoms. It's a lot of stuff like that but he won't say how much he weighs each factor and no, if I'm there's just, a tipping point. No,
1: well, you know, make your edicts and and people should sue him and then who see who wins in court.
0: Usually the he's not doing well in court when these things are held up to the standard to of the, the constitution. constitution? Yeah. <laughs> um just an anecdotal observation i can make you talk about small business and the devastation and again i will pump my own story bob Hoyen gives the business perspective and the parental perspective mm-hmm. in my story today on press pros magazine jeff harding's gives the perspective you were talking about with suicides, depressions, and all that, which Jeff Hardings calls the parallel pandemic. It's a wonderful
1: analogy. Yeah, I said, what
0: what would you have John Husted and Mike DeWine consider? And he said, I think they need to consider the impacts of the parallel pandemic. And Mm -hmm. he, Jeff, was wholly against the Columbus City Schools' decision to keep kids online learning and no extracurriculars. He oh, called that a very crazy. selfish decision, and it'll widen the gap that a lot of those kids in the inner city already face when it comes to their social development, their educational development, their nutritional development, lots of other things. Uh, but an anecdotal observation, I went to Cleveland Wednesday after our podcast. Yes, I typically stop because I have coupons and I'm cost-conscious at Burger King to get my lunch. I had... Burger King coupons. I stopped at two Burger Kings, one in Medina and one, where's the other one? Anyway, they've been open on my recent frequent trips to Cleveland. They are both out of business. I read today that Frisch's is closing seven restaurants in the state of Ohio. So businesses continue to shutter and close and struggle to stay open, operating at far less than peak capacity Takeout is not nearly as lucrative as dine-in, so it's just an ongoing cause. And Base, yeah. Bobby Bobby makes the case with the subsidies that the, the, he says you can't subsidize everybody forever, oh. and you can't. Well, and
1: uh, uh, and this is all all these decisions in the de- uh, destruction and devastation of policies uh, is based on something that has a ninety-nine
0: percent, at
1: least a ninety-nine percent survival rate
0: and i i I feel for jim lachey in a big way and jim was very um calm very reasoned talking about his son luke the youngest of his five kids and he made the point you know and this didn't make it in the story because of length reasons but he said luke's the kid we toted to everybody else's games in the family luke and ann or uh, jim and ann have five children uh, james and then three girls and Luke. And he said, you know, we're taking Luke to all these games. And and so when it became Luke's time in the spotlight in the mm-hmm. Lachey family, everybody wanted to go and support Luke. Grandview, where Luke played, and I've seen Luke play basketball. Man, is he an athlete. Right. Uh, Grandview gets to the regional finals in basketball, having never won a state championship in any sport.
1: Ray Corbett, the head coach of the Grandview boys. nice, right. good, Very good basketball coach. I saw
0: him play Worthington Christian last year in a tournament, and they dusted him. Yeah. Big win by Grandview. So, the game's canceled. Berlin Highland, Grandview. can't Postponed first, then canceled. So then Luke thinks, well, that's disappointing. I wanted a chance to win a state title, but I got track because in high jump, I was third in the state as a yeah. junior. Then track's canceled. He didn't get a chance to win a state track championship. His graduation's canceled. It's All the normal stuff canceled. Now, Jim made a really good point. I applaud Jim's logic on this. He said, Luke has other opportunities. He's at Iowa. He'll have future opportunities, but he feels for the kids who won't have those opportunities. And if more kids are denied high school sports this fall, those opportunities will go by the wayside. He doesn't care. The monster's out there. He
1: doesn't care. He said he does
0: not care. Um, So the OHSAA a day or two ago banned all scrimmages. Uh, Soccer, not going to scrimmage. Football, not going to scrimmage. They have classifications of sports as contact and non-contact. They count soccer as a contact sport. They count volleyball as a non-contact sport. Now, look, I'm I'm all for volleyball, and I'm obviously not uh, unbiased on soccer. I want my daughter to be able to play soccer. But I'm trying to figure out how a sport like soccer, where you kick the ball and, by rule, can't touch, touch it, with it with your, your hands... hands right and the field is exponentially bigger than volleyball outside too and outside and volleyball inside where players stand i don't know if they're 6 feet apart at the net or not not when the action's going on they're not and they and they everybody on the court touches the ball with their hands Baltimore or forearms times. Uh, how that's non-contact and soccer is contact is beyond me. I don't know. No, I would like an explanation for that. Good luck, like Jack Windsor. If you want to ask that question, because nobody will ask it, and if he know. does, yeah. his standard answer
1: is, "I'm saving lives." Yeah, I'm saving lives. No, as Jeff
0: Harding said, you're creating a parallel pandemic. So uh, we think today there are there are there is speculation. That today the OHSAA will announce that all practices and the August one's a big date because that's when two-a-day practices are supposed to start in football, that they are going to push that back to August 31st. That is, I want you to hear this. Not confirmed, mm-hmm. but do not be surprised if that happens.
1: And then things are going to be better August thirty first. And that's and the theory ball.
0: that if you stop the spread now, that it'll you know we'll all get it back. You know the big hashtag campaign. I want a season. Wear your mask. If you don't wear a mask, then you're against high school sports. Been wearing a mask. It's all that so far. So that's out there. And I would just say, look, I've said if, this before, and I'll say it again. It is cruel, and It is just cruel to keep these kids in limbo. Make your decision to play or not play so they know what they're dealing with. Make your decision. Just make it. Show the courage of leadership to make a decision and stand behind your decision. I obviously want sports to continue. I don't think the numbers support that kids are in danger from this they are far less in danger from this than they were from H1N1. We didn't have mask mandates. We didn't we didn't close schools. We don't do it for the flu. The deaths to kids under 18 are much Zero. lower from COVID than from the last 5 flu seasons. Those are all statistically supportable uh, facts n- facts facts. So there we go. All right, on the college football front. Yes. Um SEC. SEC Follows the other lemmings off the cliff and uh, eliminates non-conference games. ACC will play 10 conference games and one non-conference game. I like that. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame will play a full ACC schedule and be eligible to be the ACC's champion. And in return for that, Notre Dame will share its NBC home game TV revenue with the ACC. So it toughens up the ACC, presumably, to have yeah. Notre Dame in it. Good. Well, I would assume, and they got to be nuts if they don't schedule Clemson and Notre Dame. That's yeah. got to be a thing, I would think. We still don't have a Big Ten schedule, but Teddy Greenstein of the Chicago Tribune, an excellent reporter on the Big Ten, Teddy says, we're getting it today. Big Ten schedule. Will they stick with the eight Big Ten games Ohio State was scheduled to play? Will they redo it? I don't know but they are going to have to add two opponents. They will, they will have to come from the West Division because you already play everybody in the East, which mm-hmm. is Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana, Michigan State, Penn State, and Michigan. So there's six-year games. Ohio State was scheduled to play Nebraska and Illinois from the West. So that leaves Iowa, Iowa Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Minnesota and Northwestern. Northwestern. So you're going to pick up two of those. Do you have a preference on who you pick up? What games would you find most compelling? Ohio State against two of those four. I-
1: Iowa's always been a nemesis. So yeah. They're always I good Iowa. for surprise. So that, that would be one that is interesting to me. And skyuma Ma, Row Your Boat, is, I'm it, with in, you. is interesting yeah. to me because he's got a pretty good program running right now.
0: If, and, uh, they, if they if they
1: good players and he does a great job yeah. of recruiting
0: they're very they're very uh, experienced at Minnesota this year they won eleven games last year they got their quarterback back they lose I'm not sure on the first name I know the last name was Johnson was their wide receiver was it Tyler Johnson? yeah big kid yeah good player but they have Rashad Bateman back who's In, one of their wide receivers. They have Ibrahima back at tailback. Yeah, they got good They chin. got good play. They have good players. Lose he's done Antoine a nice Winf- job up there. Yeah. He's done Lose, a great job. Yeah. Antoine Winfield Senior. Junior. Now, junior. Yeah. Antoine Winfield Junior because he yeah. was a senior. Yes. So There you go. Here's I did a a, a thing yesterday on my A Few Good Men on the Big 10 podcast question marks for contenders. Just I had to mention that cuz I know it drives <laughs> you crazy. At any rate, I think Minnesota's biggest question mark is not a tangible question mark. It's an intangible, and that is, can they handle success and build on success? Because there is a presumption, eh, we won 11 games. We got everybody back. You know, watch out, baby. And that's going to be his challenge. I think,
1: first of all, I think he does such a great job. And whether you buy into Row Your Boat, Sky Your Ma, whatever it is, yeah. They buy into it. They, but that's it, so true. It doesn't They buy in. They did it. If, Western. If fans, yeah. or I, I know the fan base in Minnesota does, but it doesn't matter if me or you or anybody else. Now, oh, that's you know Harry High School stuff. Wow, yeah. but you know what? Those kids buy into they buy it. In. They believe in it, and it works. And they should believe in it because they won eleven games with his leadership. They be Penn State. And 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 he's a very good coach. He's he's an excellent coach and an interesting guy, very interesting guy. But the fact, you know, I like him because he does not waver. It's always the same. And whether you that can be exhausting at times. It really can, but his players buy into it and he's not interested in impressing me. He's not interested in impressing anybody else. His main focus is to get everybody within that program, and his only responsibility is to get everybody in that program to believe, and he has. And when those kids have success, and you combine that success with experience, they are a dangerous team, very dangerous
0: team. I was impressed with them two years ago in Ohio Stadium. I thought they came in and slugged it out and did really well. They couldn't uh, compete on a talent uh, basis, but they weren't afraid. And you're right. His teams do buy in. Yeah. I've I used to mock him. Sign of a great coach. But hey, get your players to play. That's <laughs> you get more out of your talent than you have. That's matter. coaching.
1: I mean, he, he doesn't care that he's mocked. I mean, he 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 wears the coach trestle, the tie, and yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah. He just get he it, That's what I like about him is he doesn't care. It it has nothing to do with what you think. It has everything to do. To what I am responsible for. I'm responsible to build a program that has a proud tradition. I mean, it's a very old tradition. It is a very Minnesota old but Minnesota very, football but very, gopher, right? Very stellar. You better believe it. And it's a proud tradition. Yeah. I mean, I, I I know guys that went to Minnesota and, and are very proud to be gophers. And I, I think that he was the, a great hire by them, and he's done a great job. And he's selling – uh, something that he believes in, and it's had success. So whether a guy comes in, uh, Bruce, and, you know, a parent or a player, think this is a little bit hokey, but as soon as he
0: gets there and he sees everybody else buying in, guess what they do?
1: Yeah. They, they bring buy him in too. Yeah, I so, mean, he,
0: P.J. Fleck did not go there and think, well, you know, they've never done this at Minnesota, whatever. He's done, it's done great. Um, a great job. He's leading, and that's awesome. That uh, The mention of Coach Trestle in the sweater vest brings me to a date you must reserve on your calendar. It is not this coming Sunday, the, fu- the Sunday following, August the 9th. At noon, tune in on YouTube and watch the Legends of Ohio State Football ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Coach Tressel, Urban Meyer, John Cooper, uh, Greg Lashutka, former mayor of Columbus, former Buckeye, representing uh, Coach the Hayes. late Earl Bruce and the late Woody Hayes, with MC Chris Spielman. So it is a way to give to ALS research. Yeah. William White is currently afflicted with ALS. Um, it is a uh, very, very serious disease. No cure yet, but we're hoping for a cure and your help with the uh, Legends of Ohio State Football ALS. AJ yeah, Hawk, I think, I think is going to be there. Wonderful.
1: Mike Nugent. Uh, you can you can check it out and be on YouTube. And uh,
0: Where will the event be held?
1: The OSU Golf Course.
0: You I course. went
1: over there. We, we did a little promo for it. I went over there the other day. What what a beautiful facility. Oh, my the, goodness. The, it's gorgeous. The uh, indoor practice yeah. facility. Yeah. Man, can't hide money. No, nope, cannot. Uh, but uh, I think from, from that perspective, when we talk about uh, making decisions and con- continuing to live and uh, con- not just exist or continue to live with courage and not cower in fear, uh, William White is a perfect example of that. I mean, William is is afflicted by uh, ALS. I mean, it's taken a toll on William, but that has not stopped him one bit. It's not stopped his smile. It's not stopped. And the beautiful thing about William is that he does not uh, want his challenge in life his affliction in life to affect how other people live. And he takes all the necessary precautions and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but he's he does not want what he suffers to affect how other people live. He's not selfish that way. In fact, he would be angry if he's afflicted and everybody has to stop. And all healthy people have to stop because they feel bad for him. It's just a mindset. It's just a different way of living. And uh, unfortunately, it's a way of leading. A lead, leader, leadership through optimism, hope, Act, and courage. courage. Yep. As opposed to leadership through intimidation,
0: fear, and negativity. Yeah. It's a big difference. It's very inspiring to see. In uh, many ways, leadership can manifest itself. And William is really... Demonstrating a very eloquent and powerful authenticity to his faith, with the courage that he's facing ALS, yeah. it's very it's not inspiring. It's not to hear white, like talk. you
1: said, not white knuckling on to life. No, um, and like the uh, Monsignor Pope said in the article that we read, I believe that was last Friday. Um, his physical well-being does not trump his spiritual well being. And that's very important. And that's, you know, it, it it is what it is. We live in a a a different mindset of world. I mean, like I just I even go back to that revolutionary war, how I was inspired by what people did, what they gave up, um, the 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 courage that they had. <laughs> and even when the odds were against them, it just absolutely fascinates me. And I'm glad I did that because I educated myself on people of that time that nobody ever heard of until they started talking about this spy ring, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know Brian Kilmeade wrote a book on it, uh, Washington Spies, but this series. Now, it wasn't 100% accurate historically, I've done research, but the main point was there. And so it's just, uh, I wish we had leadership like that now, but we don't.
0: You can email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. It's a way to get your nominations in for our COVID-19 relief each Friday and also to express your opinions about the podcast. Here's one from Gabe. He says, I enjoy the podcast, guys, especially the faith-based portion, as I have been one to lose my way with the Lord over the last few years, but I have recently become more devoted to my faith. I'm a work in progress, but wanted to thank you guys because there have been many verses or just quotes from you two that have hit me very close to home. Thanks again. God bless, Gabe. Thanks, Gabe. Those are, those are uh, emails that um, really help. Here's a question from Dan, our uh, very loyal listener, in the Minneapolis area. Uh, he says, I wanted to reach out, see if Chris heard anything from his doctors when his daughter had COVID, or if your doctor friend shared any insight on this. Everyone seems to be talking about the deaths from COVID. It's easy to track and does strike fear. However, my wife works for the largest healthcare company in the Twin Cities, She tells me frequently how she hears from doctors all the time about how COVID has damaged lungs as well as other things. And uh, while people should be worried, obviously, about dying, the long-term effects of people uh, are debilitating as well. Have you heard the same thing? Uh, If this is true, which is hard to report or track, I can start to see why athletes, teachers, and others are concerned. If I'm a professional athlete, getting COVID would cause me to retire due to lung damage or whatever. Uh, that could ruin the rest of your life. Okay, so I did ask that question, but did you ask that question? And did doctors tell you anything about that?
1: No, the doctors said, um, okay, isolate yourself. Uh, as soon as you have, uh, as soon as you stop having a, a fever, about ten days you're out. So no, uh, and she has not had any. Repercussions. I don't know the answer to that. I know that some people have reported that, but I don't know if you, this has uh, been around, as we know, probably realistically since December, for, uh, that people have been sick and talked about being sick. But I don't know how you're going to have long-term effects or no long-term effects if it's four months old.
0: That's a great point because <laughs> you're right in line with what I learned from my friend, the doctor. We're not going to identify him by name. But he is on the front lines of this, has been in the planning um, with uh, a major healthcare system in Ohio, and he talks to the very top people and is consulted by them as well. So I asked him the question. He says it's gotten a lot of press lately. Um, Long-term effects can happen in patients who get any kind of lung infection that ends up requiring a ventilator and an ICU stay. Mm -hmm. It's not clear yet whether such effects are truly long-term or permanent. Uh, we already know most patients who develop adult respiratory distress syndrome and survive will recover most or all of their previous lung function, but it can take as long as a year yeah. for that to happen. There you go. He says, part of the problem is the media is sensationalizing medical study findings with little regard to what they actually mean. <clears throat> he cited the national media the other day, a German study that said 78% have lingering heart damage after covid So he went and read the study. He said, the reality is 78 of 100 patients had MRI evidence of some inflammation in the heart muscle at two to three months after COVID. But most had no residual symptoms and all had normal heart function. So it's questionable whether that finding is even clinically relevant. It may just be indicative of the normal healing process. And he also cited the fact that the media often lacks the expertise to read a study and interpret the study's actual yeah. findings or long-term studies. They evidence. lie.
1: They just lie. They just lie without... They just lie. I can't... It's just They do. I, I mean, it's, it's just all about control and fear. The latest demonstration... Anybody who doesn't think it's about control and fear are actually not looking and being intellectually honest with yourself. Yeah. You're not. You can't yeah. be. It's <laughs> impossible... If you look at both sides, it's impossible for you to be intellectually honest if you don't think there's some type of agenda out there. It's unbelievably impossible.
0: Inconceivable, to quote the Princess Bride Bride. Inconceivable. There you go. Yes. Uh, The latest example of my fleshing out my opinion that real journalism is dead. Did you see the story that... The Portland Oregonian did an investigation of internal emails from the Pac-12 and found out that the Pac-12 and the Los Angeles Times had a contract where the Pac-12 promised the LA Times ad revenue if the LA Times hired a reporter to cover the Pac-12 and write Positive stories about the Pac 12. They promised her inside access to athletic directors, coaches, players, tip her off to great stories. Um and they were supposed to steer hundreds of thousands of dollars in ad revenue from their friendly corporate partners. You know, let's say a an automobile company is an official sponsor of the Pac-12. So the automobile company would then also advertise with the L.A. Times. So there'd be a, to coin a phrase, quid pro quo. Yes. L.A. Times writes about a water polo player from Stanford. Now, does that pass the standard of widespread news interest to the L.A. Times audience? No. But does it get the L.A. Times a payoff from the automobile company that then advertises in the L.A. Times because they wrote the story? That was the idea. Well... The LA, some LA Times staffers became aware of this arrangement. They started questioning, why are we writing all these stories about stuff right. nobody cares about? And uh, it ended up blowing up, and it ended up not resulting in the LA Times. The LA Times really dumped it because they didn't get the ad revenue they thought they were going to get. Mm-hmm. It was only $100,000. They only got $100,000, and the statement from the LA Times Sports Editor was, all this grief we're getting in-house is not worth the $100,000 we're getting. But that is what's uh, what was Larry Scott's Larry Scott hired PR firms and PR firms said, hey, why don't you why don't you pay the LA? You want good coverage. So what
1: was here's it? an idea. Why don't you pay for Did it? Did he have a response to being questioned of why do you why are you
0: uh, selling your soul? Actually, the problem is not Larry Scott's problem. The problem is LA Times problem. You can ask if you're Larry Scott. That's his job is to make the Pac-12 look good. It's the the problem is the L.A. Times. You can ask, but do you? Do you, you shouldn't. I mean, he do pay it off. You it, pay it's people like, off. Oh, here's the question. The question boils down to: Do you blame the person who tempts you, or do you blame yourself for submitting to the temptation? Larry Scott submit. Larry Scott offered the temptation. Here's some money. Write some good stuff. But the L.A. Times said, "Okay." I just think it's underhanded on Larry Scott's part to. Yeah. should know better he probably does know better now it ended up giving the pac-10 a bigger black eye than it already has which is pac 12 pac 12 yeah sorry about that welcome to the 20 welcome to the 20th century 21st century san diego chargers well i haven't gotten i haven't made it to the 20th yet (laughs) here's an email from philip philip from ironton yes philip ironton i thought this was going to tigers i thought this was going to go in a bad direction here's how he started i was a faithful listener of your show on the radio and I've just recently found your podcast. Right about now I'm on the uh oh category. I want you to know how much I appreciate your thoughtful opinions and entertaining banter. The fact that you were able to take advantage of the medium to expand on your personal beliefs is what has prompted me to write. I appreciate both of you as thoughtful men, and I admire your obvious devotion to exploring the depths of your own faith. I've always been a person of faith, but I've never had the discipline to study the scriptures. To study the scriptures. You are both leading me in that direction. Go Bucks, Philip from Ironton. Nice. Thank you, Philip. That's encouraging. Yeah, Really encouraging to us. Yes, it encourages
1: me to, uh, despite the abuse and the cheating that goes on. I in cheat this on spills, Yeah, I am cheating in my drive out here, which there was a detour. There was every three. Yeah, on Bethel Road. Three days a week. It's for you and folks like you, Philip, that I can continually sacrifice myself to come to the hinterlands to. Um, brave crazy drivers wild animals wild
0: animals cats, squirrels dogs, skunks
1: yep. i'm allergic to cats yes. there's a cat scratching at the back door every morning
0: yes there is <laughs>
1: fierce feline
0: uh well, once again it's for you thank you yes give <laughs> give 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 it's all you ever do give 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 Uh, He does take Hemisphere Coffee from Hemisphere Coffee (laughs) Roasters. I'm out. I'm out. He's out. Paul, Grace, Andy, I'll be be out soon and uh, grab a new supply for Mr. Spillman. Seems like you went through this last batch faster. I did. Than the other batches. That tells you how good it is, folks. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters get 15% off when you order online. Use the promo code WETACKLELIFE. Try all their varieties. Ethiopian coffee, Indonesian coffee, Coffee from Thailand, buy it direct from growers. The growers benefit more than if the government's got its grubby hands in there skimming it off. You can imagine how that works in foreign countries. But Paul and Grace, uh, through their missionary work in the past, have connected with growers. They have a personal relationship with these guys. And let me tell you, Paul's a very discerning buyer of coffee he doesn't take it all just because it's from foreign foreign country it's got to taste great and it does no bitter aftertaste spiels likes the house blend i like it all honors blends had jamaica me crazy he's had many others macy macy's back it's you like know why M- macy's back she took her own coffee to bowling green now she's, she's back, back drinking your coffee back
1: for a week yeah because so, somebody's asymptomatic but they had a negative and a positive so they really don't know what the hell's going on so
0: order online hemispherecoffeeroasters.com they'll roast it to your specs light medium dark roast and you can get it in k-cups if you like it that way as well and their k-cups are the highest uh, standard in the industry
1: you so, know why uh I, the coffee's went fast it tells you're, you're stressed it, you're no, working out a lot yeah 45 46 keep that number in mind
0: 45 46 you know and what that number I do is. know what that is that's your uh progress toward your 6000 mile challenge
1: yeah in my um wife thinks I'm insane because I was really debating it to jump it up to 7,000.
0: Well, I was going to say, but you're, my f- hips 70, are killing you're me. 75% of the way there. I know. And
1: the question keeps being asked. If you people could, ask me about this, they, they say, why? Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't have an answer to why I'm doing this. I just don't know why I'm doing it. But I can't stop until I get to 6. And right now, I think I mapped it out that I should be at 6. I'm averaging 21 miles a day. Um, I'm on pace for 7,500 miles. I just can't keep this up, though, because it's starting to take a little bit of a toll. But I'm going to get to 6 before. Mm, Maybe I can get there by November. November 1st.
0: You'll get there long before that, no, the rate you're going. I'm
1: 21 miles a day.
0: So That's crazy. It's, no wonder your hips hurt.
1: Yeah. Probably, I mean, you know, it's got to be about 600 miles a month.
0: It's 20 <sighs> a day. Good for you, man. I'm proud of
1: you. <laughs> but nobody knows. But I don't even know why I'm doing it. So my new thing is next so it's year. A mental toughness test. My new thing next year is I'm going to be a little bit more reasonable. It is a mental toughness test. Believe me. My new thing next year is I'm either going to do on the one day I'm going to do a 5K, the next day I'm going to ride 10 miles and just alternate that. So walk a 5K, then um, that's that's it. I can't I can't do this again.
0: Well, that's pretty good. 5K is 3.1 miles. Yes, and most then, people don't walk that in Right the day. Ride,
1: ride 10 miles. Ride
0: 10. Right, that's
1: the minimum that I'll do
0: so well you you've built in enough buffer here that you could have a month injury and still be on track for six thousand um, miles figuratively, yeah. you could pull off in but Colorado and enjoy the mountains for a month.
1: well, you know it's so i I really looked at that you know what six thousand miles is it's like um going to l a and back and then six hundred more miles mm-hmm. so
0: but it's it, but
1: it's no, it's not impressive it's just
0: it is impressive it's impressive to me. I think it's impressive to everyone. Well, I just, I want people to stay healthy, but
1: I don't, I I just don't know why I got to be an extremist in everything I do. It's just,
0: it just, you know, like even watching Netflix. It's a little part, it's a twist of your personality.
1: It is. Like even watching Netflix, I have to finish a series and I have to do it. Like yesterday I watched,
0: I had four series to go or four shows to go. Why don't you watch Alone for me since I can't get it on YouTube TV. Alone together? No, you watch Alone, the people who are stranded out in the Arctic Alone, me, together. together. That's oh, yeah, that we're in this. Yeah, yeah. hashtag alone, hashtag. together. You know, if if they push back, if the OHSAA pushes back, uh, practice. Oh, I to, thought they uh, pushed back against the. No, if they push back practice to August thirty first, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really be crushed because it'll be evident to me that hashtag campaigns <clears throat> don't don't affect anything or masks don't work. Then I mean, you know, if, if I want a season, it's been hashtagged to the nth degree and we don't have a season, it'd be more debilitating <laughs> than not having a season to find out that hashtag campaigns don't actually fix anything. No. I mean, but, I can't go on in a world where hashtag campaigns don't fix anything. If masks work, why can't we open up
1: schools? If we're supposed to wear masks to limit the spread, <laughs> why can't are, we open up schools? If kids
0: aren't at risk from COVID and can't transmit the teacher it And uh
1: so? the around like I'm being serious, like those shields like they have at C V S. I don't understand. So here's
0: a proposal I have if they move back the season. And I think this is a common sense approach that the OHSAA should take. And I'm going to network with my friends at the OHSAA and ask them if they're considering this. And if not, why not? If you're denied a season, why can't you redshirt and come back if you want to for a fifth year of high school? And instead of going to a prep school like some people do, like Eddie George did, mm-hmm. why can't you go to school a fifth year, take all online college classes, but compete for your school as a scholastic athlete to replace the season you lost? I, I, that's not a bad idea. What are the problems with that?
1: It's oh, you'll build you.
0: super teams. Well, if everybody's doing it, everybody's got the ability to do it. Here's the thing. Online
1: learning sucks. Thank you. Hashtag. Hashtag. Online learning is a waste of time.
0: Online learning, kids find a way around the system. Kids uh, cheat. Can uh, I amend that? Online learning wor- is not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> I amended that. Online learning is not ideal unless you are committed to it because my daughters are homeschooled, so all their learning okay. is online, and they're achieving at a higher pace than they would in the I, classroom because they're able to go at an increased pace. Right. But they're not subjected to going at the pace that 29, let's say 29 other kids are in a class of 30 online. I don't think they learn beans in an online class so of 30 your daughters people.
1: have the wonderful blessing of having two parents that are capable and have
0: the ability to oversee... What they're learning. If they were sitting there watching TV all day, I'd be like, "Hey, right, let's get the schoolwork done." But the single, the single mom who works, or the single dad, yeah, out of the house who works,
1: and the kids that don't have computers, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, they're not being honest, and, and they're not addressing, and he won't address the parallel. I love the the, the, the parallel, parallel pandemic. pandemic. He won't address Jeff Hardings, it. Yeah, Jeff he Hardings won't.
0: came up with that. I don't understand why he won't address it. Uh, here's our final email of the day from Jeff. He says, I wanted to thank you guys for providing objective outlooks on today's issues our country's facing. I'm a husband and father to four, uh, a wonderful, imperfect, blended family. All my kids are 19 to 23. I encourage all of our kids to search for the truth regarding social justice issues America is facing.
1: But it's hard. To,
0: but it's hard to stomach the indoctrination that our young people are being exposed to. I'm a police officer in an urban area. I've been on the job for 27 years. For the first time in my career, I dread going to work. Mm -hmm. I've lost friends at my agency over the years who have paid the ultimate sacrifice while serving the community I work in. Several lost their lives protecting the same citizens who now hate us. The media's portrayal of police officers being the biggest threat to community safety is taking a toll on my profession. My agency is at critical staffing levels. COVID-19 shutdowns and the lack of jobs have actually kept more officers on the job. Once the economy opens up, probably around November, I predict the floodgates will open and America's going to see shortages of police at all levels never seen before. I know this will make some people happy. I have personally arrested a police officer. Myself and several officers worked 36 hours straight, which resulted in him being fired, arrested, and his badge removed. The myth that cops turn a blind eye to dirty cops is BS. Nobody Hates bad cops more than good cops. So He says, uh, I just wanted to vent to two people who get it. I appreciate you both and ask you pray for law enforcement daily. Here's the that.
1: good news. There's a silent majority out there, and you must believe this because it's true, that you are supported and appreciated. And people, again, I, this is my term for the day apparently, that are intellectually honest and not uh, passing some type of agenda or not trying to win an election by defunding police or getting with the slogan of the day. There's a majority out there that understands. So you have to be encouraged by the majority because that is truth. My suggestion to you is, is to get off all the social media BS to stop watching the news Get your information. You can get your information, uh, maybe take a half hour or whatever to gather your information from trusted sources, mm-hmm. and and which are very few and far between they are out there, uh, and then make your decisions off that. But do not get caught up in the scheme of the mental battle, the mental warfare that's going on between people in this country that want to de- see the destruction of this country, as we know it, has America the idea of freedom, the Constitution. Do not fall for their their venom. They speak with forked tongue. I shared a verse, and again, this is something that really think about. And you don't have to be a Christian to believe this. Just open your eyes. Where evil is is. Made to be good, and good is made to be evil, where light is made to be darkness, and the darkness being spread is disguised as light. Don't fall for it. Yeah. Don't. You don't have to. You don't have to bow down to this crazy kooks out there that have personal destruction and their power only in mind. That's it. Don't bow down to that. Stay strong, man. You're a warrior. We appreciate you, and I can promise you, millions and millions of others appreciate you. Yeah,
0: absolutely true. Let me just give you a, a my my experience this morning with the danger of not being vigilant to seek truth. Uh, there's a lot of talk going on now about big tech and how big tech has uh, is not being dispassionate, not fair, not unbiased. No, they're in a tank
1: by the way, but go ahead.
0: So, so, I had a person who responded to me on Twitter, uh, and I always respond to pro-life arguments if they're stated without profanity. Mm-hmm. So, this person was making, uh, I was talking about the choice of wearing a mask, and it should be a choice. And he mm-hmm. said, well, you're not pro-choice, you know, you're not pro-choice with women. And I, I said, well, the woman has made her choice. She mm-hmm. made the choice to get pregnant. hmm The woman doesn't get to make the choice for the life inside her. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'll tell you who it was. It was our friend Dan in Minnesota came back with, yeah, but what about all the pregnancies that result from rape or incest? Uh, and I less said, than 1%. I said, okay, Dan, don't believe the left wing lie that it is that is prevalent, that it is less than 1%. I said, if it were true and they had a number 20,000, 40,000, 60,000, they'd cite the number. That'd be more powerful. If they would cite the number, but they never cite the number because they know the number is so small, probably less than 50 Mm -hmm. in the million babies who are aborted that they won't cite it because then their argument would lose all of its luster. So I tried to type into Twitter the words left wing lie Mm -hmm. six times. On autocorrect, it was changed to left-wing-like. Left-wing-like. I could not type in left-wing-lie. How about fib? So I finally thought, I'm just going to keep doing this to see if it ever, because most times on autocorrect, at least on my phone, if you type something and autocorrect changes it, and you go back and change it the first time, it'll be, okay, I guess you really meant to say that. It'll leave it alone. Finally, on the seventh try, it did allow me to type it. I had to put a left-wing lie, but it changed that the first few times. So I just thought, wow, that's built in to their thing. And how many times have you tweeted something where you just type it in, you don't read it, or autocorrect changes it, and you have to go back? That's happened to me frequently. Yeah, I wish we could say that it happens to the president. We'd give him an excuse for his dumb tweets at times. But at any rate, I just thought, holy smokes left wing lie you gotta type it in seven or eight times yeah. to actually get it to print no it's it's
1: a joke man it's just a complete joke and if you look at it honestly which people won't you know they're so dug in on both sides they you know, just be honest yeah just be just don't pick and choose and cherry pick share the good share the bad that's that's a tip for uh the governor of this state to share the good share the bad. Okay, please be intellectually honest. Give people some credit for having some type of intellect. And if you want to want respect and you want to leave with courage, share the good and share the bad.
0: Amen to that. Now, I would like to share in the faith realm today, uh, dovetail on what you said about good being called evil, evil being called good. Uh, There's a lot of pressure now to bend the knee. Advocate for certain causes. Uh, post the black square on your Instagram, on your Twitter, whatever. Uh, that is the standard of the world that is acceptable. God's standard is different. Uh, as articulated by the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians ten, twelve. we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. In other words, people who measure themselves by other people. Well, you know, um, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm better than him. That's not the standard. The standard is the standard that God sets in Scripture. So don't compare yourself to others. Don't commend yourself by others. Seek truth. Focus on what God says Is truth because, uh, as Paul writes elsewhere, the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. Uh, And if you think, well, that's hard to do in this world because um, I'm not sure that uh, people are going to notice. God is going to notice. In 2 Chronicles 16 9, the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are. Are fully committed to Him. God sees everything. He views the world as if He's. You, know, you don't in the analogy of a parade. You see a parade as it passes by. You see this float, that float, this band, that band. God sees the parade. God sees life from above. He sees it all. He sees past, present, and future all together. So keep those two things in mind. To don't compare yourselves to others. Don't measure yourself by others. And that the Lord's eyes range throughout the whole earth. Strengthening—that's important. You need strength at times. Strengthening those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. Well said. I Let's just have
1: this—I <clears throat> struggle, man. I'm like you out there that are listening. I struggle because uh, of of disinformation and not being honest and sharing both sides. And it angers me, and what angers me is the frustration of suicides, abuse, lost wages, lost dreams, in uh, leaders in betrayal. Uh, so I struggle, and I read this, and I was uh, rebuked this morning. As God chosen ones, which I claim to be holy and beloved, have a heart of compassion? I do have a heart of compassion. I don't want anybody to get sick. I feel bad for people that get COVID, but I feel worse because of the numbers for people that uh, are suicidal, drug addicted, due to the loss of hope. But I got an improvement in kindness. I gotta remain humble, but this is the one that motivated me because I was rebuked, then lifted up. And the last word is perseverance. I gotta persevere through all the nonsense and BS that surrounds us every single day. Just gotta persevere through it. Just got to, and that's gotta be my response in it. And uh, I was again. Brought back to earth again today and just to persevere and understand that you'll be surrounded. And it's really so important. And I'm going to go back to it again, Bruce, because I'm asking everybody out there to be on your guard because evil is being disguised as good. Don't let it happen to you. Don't be fooled. And darkness is being disguised as light. Don't let it happen to you. Stay to the truth. And the truth lies in Scriptures and the truth lies in the Holy Spirit in your heart. So open it and look at it and be
0: honest with yourself. Immerse yourself in that truth. Draw your strength from that. Know that the Lord sees from above and wants to strengthen you in those times. Uh, We thank you for listening to us this week. Uh, We are nearing uh, 250,000 listens. We appreciate that very much. It's humbling. Uh, We take very seriously. Uh, our opportunity to share the gospel and how it applies to our lives here. So um, we look forward to visiting with you again Monday uh, when we'll probably have a Big Ten schedule to talk about, may have clarity on high school sports in the state of Ohio, uh, be encouraged, stand for truth, and um, and, pr- and
1: pray for um, that law there, enforcement. Yeah, and that there's not a parallel pandemic. Thank you, Jeff, for, for that, that, by the way. There's absolutely. not a parallel pandemic
0: that can be that would be self created that'll do it for us everybody have a great weekend we'll talk to you again monday